0: Welcome back to Cartels, Conspiracies, and Camarena. I'm Jack Llewellyn. We're running a couple days late due to some technical issues, but I appreciate you joining me. Before we get started today, I want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone out there who's listened to any of these podcasts, who's downloaded any of them, talked about them, shared them. Whatever, last weekend, we reached 200,000 downloads. Now, that doesn't put me in Joe Rogan's territory, but it's something I'm pretty damn proud of. I've also seen some statistics recently that made me feel like it's a little bit of an accomplishment. We've done 71 episodes, over 200,000 downloads, and most podcasts that get started don't get near that. So thank you to everyone. I thoroughly enjoy doing this. It gives me a great deal of pleasure doing the research, the thinking. Yes, there is some thinking. And putting these together along with the newsletter and the YouTube channel. So again, thank you to everyone from uh, the bottom of my heart. I really, really do appreciate it. Okay, today we're going to do two things. First, I'm going to get a chance to get a few things off my chest with respect to social media in connection with or tied to uh, cartels, Mexican cartels in particular. Then we're going to move and look at the political gesturing going on, talking about the possibility of uh, there being. A an invasion of or military action in New Mexico against the cartels. And we're going to look at what some of the politicians have been saying. And then we're going to look at some of the realities of what that might look like. Let's go back to social media, though. If you've read my newsletter at all, you know I spend a whole lot of time, probably too much time, looking at social media from a whole bunch of different sources talking about Mexican cartels. Here's the problem with social media with respect to cartels, as is the case with lots and lots of other things. Somebody can say something, and it sounds true, and then people repeat it as true, even if it's not true. Best example, two weeks ago, Over the weekend, remember, there was all of the military activity in Culiacan. Initially, people thought that the military was after Alfred Dio. Then some people said it was no Ivan. Well, it turns out, principally on like Sunday and Monday of that weekend, all of a sudden, there's at least 20 or more sites coming out with headlines saying Ivan Guzman had been captured. And of course he hadn't. Some of them had based it solely on the idea that somebody had been arrested who generally fit Yvonne's description. But the point is, there was lots and lots of discussion about him being captured with absolutely no proof. And I can guarantee you, I said this on on the YouTube channel the other day, I can guarantee you, if Yvonne had been captured There would have been some type of notice, some type of proclamation from the Mexican government and or the U.S. government, right? So the point is, just be very, very, very skeptical of social media reports of saying things to be true unless it's a credible source that you followed before. Or there's independent verification, or maybe, just maybe, if there's video evidence to go along with it. My other gripe about social media is these clickbait headlines, and we've seen them all over. You know, you'll it says one thing, you click on it, and all of a sudden it it has nothing to do with what you thought it was gonna be and stuff. And this has happened a lot recently in this particular area. And recently, even really credible you know, semi journalistic sites have fallen prey to this practice, and it just annoys the hell out of me. Example A Couple weeks ago El Mayo's brother in law was buried. They had a funeral for him. Headlines El Mayo makes surprise appearance at brother in law's funeral. And you first see that, and you go, wow, this is awesome. Do they have pictures of him? What did he look like? Was he healthy? You know, all, all these questions come up. Well, then it turns out El Mayo wasn't there. Somebody delivered a wreath for the funeral, and on the wreath was a sash that said, from
1: El Mayo. Nobody knows if El Mayo sent it. But more to the point, he wasn't there. That's what the headline said
0: though. A wreath is not Mayo appearing. So be careful, be skeptical. Mo- many of you out there are way more sophisticated about these things than I am and probably you know can can spot false reports and false headlines more easily than I. But I think it's something that's important
1: to mention and to note all right let's talk about the idea or the ideas being bantied
0: about primarily by republican presidential candidates and some in congress we'll talk about them specifically in a moment With respect to using the military in one way, shape, or form against the Mexican cartels. And this could include
1: incursions into Mexico. So I want to start off by looking at um,
0: something that apparently former President Trump suggested. According to his former defense secretary, Mark Esper. So, Trump apparently was in favor of kind of a false flag mission. And he suggested launching missiles into
1: Mexico to det- destroy the cartels' drug labs. And. You know, there some people in the room. According to Esper, said you can't just
0: shoot missiles into Mexico, and he says that uh, the president had said, "Um, "Hey, you know what? This is this isn't a problem. We'll shoot some Patriot missiles, take out the labs quietly. No one will know it is us. And if we anybody says it was us, we'll just deny it." Now, the absurdity of that is is pretty clear, but um that reflects then President Trump's intentions with respect to uh, Mexico and the cartels, and he's also quoted as saying that if he's reelected or elected again. He will immediately terminate every open borders policy of the Biden administration. And I'll make it clear that we must use any and all resources needed to stop the invasion, including moving thousands of troops currently stationed
1: overseas. So that's what President Trump has said.
0: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been pretty outspoken on this issue as well. He says, amongst other things, as Commander-in-Chief, I will use the U.S. military to go after the Mexican drug cartels. They are killing our children. Mexican drug cartels are going to be treated like the foreign terrorist organizations they are.
1: Another presidential candidate... Vivek Ramaswamy has uh,
0: echoed the above, but he's also said it in an interesting way. And um, there's a couple of points I I really want to point out. And and he's tried to make a a moral case and why it's morally justified. So he said recently, he again being Vivek Ramaswamy, I'm going to reset that relationship with Mexico and say, listen up, for a tiny fraction of what we've already spent in Ukraine, we can help you, Mexico, regain your sovereignty from the Mexican drug cartels who are spitting over into our homeland here. And by the way, it says, the the copy I had said spitting over. I think he means spilling over, but... uh, I just don't want you to think that I misspoke. Then he goes on. He says, but if you don't do it, then we will come in and get the job done ourselves. Now, listen to this. Because of the fact of the matter is this. It's like if you have a neighbor who has a dog that comes over to your yard and keeps biting your family members repeatedly. If they keep doing that, at some point, you can take a shotgun and shoot the dog. That's logistically, legally, morally justified. And I think the same thing applies to a country, to our South, that has lost its sovereignty to the Mexican drug cartels, and we are going to have to defend ourselves if necessary. Finally, he says, we should use our military to annihilate the Mexican drug cartels and finally end the supply-driven fentanyl crisis. Notice that it's a supply-driven crisis as opposed to a demand-driven crisis. I've said it countless times, and I'll get it done. I applaud anyone else who
1: commits to doing the right thing that's good for the country. The last thing he says, um, and, and this this is more political posturing and
0: boisterousness than than I think is, is necessary. But here's what he says: the U.S. military has one job to protect American citizens on our own soil. The cartels may be AMLO's sugar daddy now, but soon there will be a new daddy in town. As president, I will call Mexico's president in January 2025 to deliver a clear message that we will support you in decimating the cartels. Military force is both legally and morally justified. Time to end the crisis, he added. Then we have um, Republican Representative Dan Crenshaw. He's a Republican out of Texas, a suburb of Houston. He's a former Navy SEAL officer. And he is leading a group of hand-selected House Republicans which he says is designed to create a fail-proof strategy to take down, even kill the Mexican drug cartel members behind America's fentanyl crisis. A news report from the Washington Post said the task force begins its travel abroad next week with a trip to Colombia to see how the South American nation eliminated much of its drug problem in the 1980s and 1990s query whether that um, that fundamental premise is true or not. And um, Crenshaw is quoted as saying, I'm going into this with an open mind because we have to be bipartisan. And we have to actually get the facts straight and see what will work best. And maybe it's my solution, maybe it's not. I'm not interested in just passing a bill out of the House. I'm interested in actually passing the law. So we're doing our best to include Democrats. I encourage my colleagues and people running for president to make sure that the goal is actually to kill the cartel members and and not
1: just increase their visibility and raise money. He also says there is a
0: point where your rhetoric can actually be counterproductive. A lot of people do not understand Latin American culture, and they certainly don't understand how the Mexicans operate. The Mexicans operate. There's some finesse that has to happen there. And then lastly, he says, I've been accused of all this crap by the president of Mexico himself, wrongly accused that I'm calling for unilateral action. Now, look, if the cartels got so bad and the Mexicans just refused to work with us, you can't take that kind of option off the table. But our first step in all of this is a much more serious military cooperation with the Mexican armed forces. We have to be very clear about that because the Mexican politicians will take our words and twist them and use it for a political gain. And then they won't go after the cartels the way we need them to. So, what do we know? That's what's being said. But what do we know about the fentanyl crisis? Okay, we obviously know that to call it a crisis is an understatement. The um, U.S. Centers for Disease Control said that in 2022, over 80,000 Americans died from opioid related overdoses, most of those being. Fentanyl related in whole or in part. Fentanyl seizures at the border between Mexico and the US have exploded in recent years. 2014, (laughs) there were 10.7 kilograms seized, 24 pounds. In 2022, that was closer to uh, 8,400 kilograms. Almost 19,000 pounds this year is on pace to be another record year, I believe, or at least close. One of the things that we have to note, though, I think to be fair, is most of the fentanyl trafficked from Mexico into the United States comes across the border at border checkpoints. And a lot of that's in commercial transportation. Okay. And the vast majority of people who are caught trafficking fentanyl into the United States are American citizens. You know, not in any way am I saying that cartels aren't behind it. China you know, isn't behind it, especially with the precursors. All of that. But those are the realities. Hey. Okay? And so one of the questions I always have is people who say close the borders, how exactly do you do that with respect to commercial traffic? Right? Look at the number of trucks passing through some of the major checkpoints every single day. How do you prevent mass quantities of whatever the drug of the day is going from Mexico to the United States in that commercial traffic okay Reuters put out what I think was a very interesting article and it was in my newsletter I linked to it that tried to talk about the issue in in some
1: more of an even-handed, less rhetorical way. And Earl Anthony Wayne,
0: who was a former U.S. ambassador to Mexico and currently is a uh, fellow at the Woodrow Wilson International Center, said succinctly, this is a much more sophisticated enforcement problem than I think a lot of people understand. Okay. I want to repeat that because I think this is critical. This is a much more sophisticated enforcement problem than I think a lot of people understand. Okay. There aren't simple solutions. And the one thing I really do give Representative Crenshaw points for is saying, you know what, as I read, there's my solution might not be the right one, but we got to find a solution,
1: okay? The Reuters article also says, but sending troops into America's top
0: trade partner risks failing for several reasons, the current and former military and State Department officials said. They argued that cartels could retaliate in U.S. territory and U.S. troops and Mexican civilians could die in firefights with heavily armed cartel members. Mexico would likely cut off cooperation with U.S. law enforcement.
1: And fentanyl labs are hard to locate. A military officer with experience
0: in Mexico speaking on the condition of anonymity said, you send over a SEAL team, you take out a cartel leader. Okay, now who's in charge? This could create the blowback effect of fracturing the cartels recreate more and more violent splinter groups that are harder to contain. The uh, officer also said cross-border U.S. raids could ignite gun battles with cartel gunmen armed with military weapons, including machine guns and rocket launchers. As we note, uh, noted a moment ago, in practice, a significant amount of fentanyl is smuggled by Americans via legal border crossings, making the use of deadly force against smugglers
1: politically unpalatable and almost certainly illegal. Um, then if someone does say, that being
0: said, if a president was able to kill a major drug leader, the political benefits would be real. We've talked about this before. The political benefits may be real,
1: but let's let's think about things. Who's in prison right now? Two people that come to mind are El Chapo, right? That's Supermax, down the road from me.
0: Carl Quintero is in jail in Mexico. And the Sinaloa cartel has continued to flourish and continued to flood the U.S. with fentanyl. Ovidio Guzman, one of Los Chapitos, he's in Chicago in, in federal prison.
1: And nothing's changed. So the question becomes, what do you have to do?
0: What would... A military action have to look like in order to accomplish the goals. I also wonder how you go about identifying cartel members. Remember, especially if you go into rural areas, there's a, there's a great deal of um, political, familial connections between the people. To what extent are the Mexican people going to
1: call out the cartel members to U.S. forces, whether
0: that's special operations or regular military or whatever the case may be. Again, it's not like people wear uniforms, right? It's not like some of you know, the cartel members don't look like everybody else. It's not like they can't blend into
1: their environment. And let's think about this, too. Let's say
0: a political leader said, that's it. We're going to go into Mexico. We're going to take some special forces. We're going to go in, and we're
1: going to try and get rid of some of the, the cartel leaders. Where do you go? Do they go into Jalisco? Do they go into Sinaloa?
0: Do they go to Nuevo Laredo, Chihuahua, Chiapas? Where do they go? Are we going to, you know, is is there any plan to see American special forces walking down
1: the streets of Guadalajara? Down the streets of Tijuana? Armed military in Nuevo Laredo? In Ch- in Culiacan, in Quintana Roo, again, I think it's it's an interesting issue, and think about the um, the size. Okay, Mexico is.
0: square kilometers. Almost 2 million square kilometers. It's about one-fifth
1: the size of the U.S., about one-fourth if you don't count Alaska. Okay? That's not small. Think about it this way. Okay? Remember, Mexico, almost 2 million square miles. Iraq. 438,000 square miles, 438,000, almost one-fifth the size of Mexico, Afghanistan,
0: 652,000 square kilometers, I think I said square miles a minute ago,
1: square kilometers, so at least one-third the size of Mexico. The idea that a military could come in
0: and deal with all of the cartels. You know, what what do they keep saying? We're gonna obliterate, we're gonna wipe out, we're gonna you know what is what does Ramaswamy say?
1: Um let's go back here. Here, hold on one second, what did he say? No. We are To annihilate the Mexican drug cartels and
0: finally end the supply driven fentanyl crisis. How?
1: In a country of this size, how would you do that without occupying the country almost?
0: Now, clearly, the degree to which there is bilateral cooperation and that could include the use of American forces. That's a different story. Okay? And that's where politics becomes important. So right now in Mexico City, there's a high-level US delegation. They are in Mexico City for the 2023 US Mexico high-level security dialogue. You've got Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, or Anthony, sorry. Um Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, Attorney General Garrett, or Mar, One more time, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and others, and they're going to be meeting with um, Mexican Secretary Minister Rosa Rodriguez
1: and Foreign Affairs Minister Alicia Barcena. The um, announcement
0: of this included a statement from uh, Secretary Blinken. Through this dialogue, the United States and Mexico will discuss joint implementation of the U.S.-Mexico Bicentennial Framework for security, public health, and safe communities. The United States and Mexico will continue exploring ways to cooperate on law enforcement efforts, information sharing, private sector engagement, and training, to combat the synthetic drug threat and the diversion of precursor chemicals used in production of synthetic drugs. We will also be working to expand pub- public awareness of the fentanyl risk through the Bicentennial Framework's Binational Public piano of Experts on Mental Health, Substance Abuse, and Addiction, Finally, the official said the U.S. and Mexican government representatives will discuss ways to expand cooperation on building capacity in Mexico to dismantle transnational organizations' financial networks, target human smuggling operations, and expand prosecution for arms trafficking. Okay, so take all of that and then look at what's happened recently in Mexico. Let's just look at 2023. Remember, we have the arrest of Ovidio Guzman in January of this year. That followed very closely
1: a meeting between President Biden and Mexican President Obrador. Lopez Obrador. What did I say? Jeez. Um. So you
0: had his arrest in January. Then in September, he is extradited. A video is extradited to the United States. We talked about it last week. It's a very fast timeline. That should say something, right? It should say something about the political environment that allowed that fast of an extradition process. Then what do you have? After he's extradited, you have all the activity of two weekends ago in Culiacan. And whether they were after Ivan, Alfredio, and or El Nini, the fact of the matter is, is that there was a whole lot of activity. And almost every every report that has some credibility says the target, Ivan or Alfredio, barely escaped. Right? So we know that. Then we also know that in the last week or so, there has been a heavy military presence around Latuna in bed um, in Sinaloa, near the home base, home area of El Chapo. Combine that with the rhetoric on the campaign trail, Combine that with the meeting that we know is occurring in Mexico City. And by the way, Secretary of State Blinken was going to meet with AMLO during this process, according to the press reports. Doesn't that seem to suggest that just maybe, maybe, there is more cooperation going on between the U.S. and Mexico military than in the past. And Think about it this way. If you're AMLO, if you're another Mexican politician, and you
1: hear this rhetoric from the Republicans in particular, isn't it possible that their thinking is, let's cooperate now. Let's give them, or help them get, Los Chapitos.
0: Maybe somebody else, or several somebody else's of of note. And that way, when a new president comes in, and a new Congress comes in, Mexico can stand up and say, there is no need to continue this, (coughs) excuse me, this dramatic, concern of having military come in to Mexico because we're already
1: cooperating and doing a good job unfortunately AMLO is not returning my phone call so I don't know if that's the case
0: but I find it interesting and I find it plausible and as is always the case I'd love to know what you all think and I do know that uh, you know most of the people who listen to this podcast are almost undoubtedly in favor of much tighter border security. And there's great value to that, probably for, for many reasons. But I'm not sure that greater border security in and of itself solves the fentanyl and drug trafficking problems. And that's where all these other issues come into play. So, again, if you have contrary thoughts, if I've just lost my mind, please let me know. All right. That's where we're going to end for today. We're going to take up a similar topic next week or in the next episode. Uh, Again, thank you to everybody who helped us to get to 200,000. I'll push the newsletter again. Uh, all it takes is your email. It's a five-minute read, but it'll tell you everything important that's going on in the world of cartels and drug trafficking uh, in, in throughout the world. Um, and it, it links to articles. Um, no clickbait. But that's coming up. Um, also, still have some important things coming up on YouTube. I'll make sure that I announce that before it gets published. And with that, I will say thank you. And have a good week. That was Cartels, Conspiracies,
1: and Camarena for this week. Thanks a lot.